Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Welcome, everybody, and it's go time with Jay and James. We are so happy to bring this episode to you. It is the holiday season, and we're going to kick this thing off today, where we're going to go through a bunch of Christmas theme stuff, right? Top of the list is going to be our top five movies, right, James? And then we're going to move right into the top five Christmas songs. What is it to us, and what do we like to hear on, on, on this wonderful Christmas season? And also, we're going to end with, if we can get there, our top five animated, I would imagine, specials, right? I mean, we're talking uh, like Charlie Brown Christmas. We're talking Rudolph the Red Nose, The Grinch, those short movies that are more animated. and But uh, they always come around this time of season. And uh, what's on your short list? Like, what are you looking to see? So... We're definitely going to get into all that. Uh, we're going to put sports on hold for a little bit. There is a lot of action happening. Football, basketball is right around the corner. But we're going to get all into that in our next episode, and we're going to pump that one like no other. Right, James? It is a live oh, episode. Yeah. It is the NBA preview, very similar to our NFL preview show. but And our fantasy football, where we have a guest. We have two. Uh, and we're going to be live streaming on Facebook. We're going to try to promote that as much as we can for all you guys to come check us out. Um, but super excited about that episode. 
NBA preview. Hopefully the season continues and goes on. Um, that 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 it's all contingent on that. But uh, all systems go. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna act as if it is going on, and that's a uh, December thirteenth, right? That's Sunday at nine p.m. Uh, we'll plug that again at the end of the show, but uh, let's get that in the front of the show as well. But man, let's get into this Christmas special. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have another Christmas episode, but that's gonna be more focused on you know our nostalgia, James, more in depth stories about his Christmases growing up with kids now going forward uh, and kind of the same thing with me get to know James and Jay on Christmas on uh, I think that's the 20th 20th 21st depending how all the days fall we we, we kind of try to pump an episode out once a week right James sometimes it's oh, on Monday, Tuesday Wednesday Thursday by hook or by crook we're, we're getting an episode to you guys uh, and thank you all for listening um, so let's get into this I hope this is going to be a fun show I want some debate as far as, I mean, James and I, we, we can talk, but from you listeners, I want to see you guys get on the feed and talk to us on Facebook, talk to us on Instagram, whatever, and just let us know about your list and what we miss and, and uh, maybe some of your takes. But let's get started. And my and one of my favorites is, is the Christmas movies. So I'm not really sure the format, James. You know, if you want to tell me what kind of format, I got five on my list on each category. And, uh, you know, why don't we just, why don't you just say what your fives are and we'll just talk about your five, then I'll do my five. And, and because like I said, if you have stuff you've already talked about on your list, we'll just go to the next thing. Yeah. Well, why don't we just do our lists and then we can talk about the differences, right? Uh, cause I'm very curious about your list. Very curious about mine. Well, cause what I want to do is create a debate and I'm sure there's going to be one or two, uh, but I want to talk about them all. Like I want to, you know, even if we had the same ones on the list, let's, let's talk about it and why. Uh, and I'm going to do mine in order, uh, one to five right now. And then, and then James, I'll let you go and then we can start talking. Right. So the number one movie, and this has gone back uh, for a long time. We had it on VHS. It just became the Marquardt family tradition for whatever reason, uh, was Christmas vacation. Definitely number one on my list came out in 1989 uh, all the vacation movies were, were a staple in our household, National Lampoons. So that was that, that's definitely uh, number one. Number two, I'm going to give a shout out to my old man. He always had it on. I always drudged to watch it. But as I'm growing older, I'm becoming more fond of this movie. It is a very old movie from 1946 with the late, great, well, not real, real, real late, but uh, James Stewart. Um it's a wonderful life. I mean, I think it's it's just one of those movies that will stand the test of time. And, you know, I do welcome a, a revamp with maybe some uh, more current people. But uh, as the way it stands right now in its old tradition, it, it's fantastic. Number three, I'm going to go with The Elf. Uh, this was more of a recent movie, and but over the last 17 years that it's been out, I just I can't get enough. And it's one of those movies that I, I actually don't have to watch on Christmas just because I like Will Ferrell so much. And I think this is more my contentious pick here because I'm just trying to zig while everyone zags. I'm going to go Home Alone 2 over Home Alone, so I'm sure that will create some debate. And I have a good reason for that. Uh, it might not be a good reason, but I just want to create some debate around that. Uh, and the last one, I'm going to give a shout-out to my wife, Jackie. Uh, it's one of her favorite movies. I'm a rom-com guy, and I have to put on love, actually, not only for the soundtrack, but also for the cast of, ca- cast of people. Uh, had to get it in there. Uh, it's all about love, and that that movie delivers it in spades. So there's my top five, one through five. All right, okay. 
interesting picks on there. Interesting picks. So my top five is my number one is um uh Chris uh, Chris's Carol with Patrick Stewart. Um, that was a TNT you know movie came out in ninety nine. Um, I just like Patrick Stewart. I think it's one of his better roles as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, it just you know I, there's been so many retellings of a Christmas Carol. It's one of the better ones that I enjoy watching. Um. Also, just due to some of like the scenery and a little bit like how, um, the interpretation of the ghost and stuffs are you know really well done. Um, uh, number two for me, um, is another Christmas Carol, but this one it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, like you, that was a staple of mine growing up with Jim Hansen and watching it. You know, Saturday before Christmas, when my family when we had friends and family over for caroling, um. We would do that while the kids would watch that down in the basement. Uh, and that, you know, that was the VHS, the big fat Disney VHS box we had um, that has the song in it that isn't on the DVD or the Blu-ray version of the thing. There's a song um, that was only on like the initial run of VHSs and they pulled it because Disney felt like the song was too sad. Um, and uh, it was actually in. It's funny because there's in that scene, there's a there's a there's a cut. That you know, they're leading up to a song, and then it just ends. Like the scene just kind of ends, and you're just like, "Why is he crying?" It's always because they Disney cut that song out of it because it, they felt like it was too emotional for kids. Whatever. So, um, number three for me um, is definitely the quintessential holiday movie. That's not a holiday movie, but it is a holiday movie. Uh, Die Hard. Um, you could shake your head all you want, Jay. It's a Christmas movie. All day, it's a Christmas movie. Um, it's just, you know, it's Bruce Willis. It's an action film. It's a good change of pace for... It's a movie that happens on Christmas. Doesn't matter. It's a Christmas movie. Love actually happens at Christmas. So that's a Christmas movie. So don't don't give me that logic with the romantic rom-coms that happen at Christmas and that being a Christmas movie. Because we're, we're I zig, you zag for sure. I mean, you went from love actually to die hard. This is this is a very interesting. I love it. We're going to have some debate here. So I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. It's, right, it's so a I'm great third... movie. I'm not going to argue any of that. <laughs> um. So for me, um, number four is actually Arthur Christmas. Um, animated, Sony animated movie, you know, Hugh Laurie, Ben Niley, you know, James McAvoy. Uh, it's a really good kids movie, but it's also like really cool interpretation of like the modern Santa, um, story. And it's just funny. It's cute. Um, I actually ended up watching it Saturday, Sunday morning. Uh, it was just me and Harrison and Jen. And I was like, I'm gonna watch Arthur Christmas. It's just a good Christmas movie. I like it. It's very pure. You know, it has a good story that, you know, the, the basic premise is it is you have every 70 years, the Santa retires and it's like a family tradition. You, you the kind of goes to the next, the eldest son. Um, and so this is the Santa's last old Santa's last mission last Christmas and the new one is like militarized yelves and made it very streamlined and very technology driven. And it basically ends up that his younger brother, Arthur is loves just Christmas in general and what it means and what Santa is and what Santa means to kids. 
and it starts off with a you know the the slain reindeer have been retired it's like a uh, like a spaceship now so it's very cool like they modernize the story but there's still things to do about the old the old santa legends um and it's basically like and it's basically come to realization is it doesn't matter who delivers the presents as long as it's from Santa. And that's all that matters is what Santa is to children. It's a really cute movie. It's definitely for kids. There is some really good comedy in it. And there's some good adult comedy in it as well. And the actors, they have it in a really, really well. So that's kind of been on my list recently. It's been going up my list. Um, and then for me, um, number five, um, uh, excuse me, is um, Home Alone. Um, and realistically for me, it's not just home alone. It's, it's the one scene in home alone that makes me laugh all the time is the angels with filthy souls. And that like too, is a Christmas movie inside a Christmas movie. And I think it's, and I love the backstory of that film, how they shot that. It's not a real movie. They shot that clip for the movie. And in home alone too, they, they make a sequel to it. Angels with filthier souls. And it's the same thing. They shot those scenes for this one movie. So, but again, it's, it's, you know, it's a really cool, it's a good movie. I remember, I I remember watching it on like VHS early when it, after it came out. And like I said, it's good slapstick. It's, it, it, it just oozes holiday. Um, and, he, and if you ever watch the movies that made us on Netflix, there's a mm-hmm. home alone episode on it. Oh, is there? Um, yep. And they basically, they, it's a really good episode. Recently, and they, uh, yeah, the show just came out this year, so it's called it's called Moves That Made Us. It's the same comp- group that made the right. Toys I, think that made I just us. saw the one uh, on the Elf for the Hall- night. Yeah, so they they did one of like back uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, one. Home Alone, Dirty Dirty Dancing, and oh, I gotta go one back. other one. Yeah, I gotta go back and and check some of those. So seasons. so the Home Alone one is really really good. Um, and they talk about how Christopher Columbus was hired to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and he turned it down, and he did Home Alone instead. And um, how like subtle things, if you ever watch Home Alone, is ever, all the walls in the home are red and green. Hmm. And like once you learn that fact, you start looking around, and it's true. Like all the wallpaper and all the painting and stuff is red and green. And it's like stuff like that. That's like pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, I do have honorable mentions that everybody does like that Christmas vacation with my dad. I grew up watching that with my dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a wonderful life. I've started to watch that. The older I've gotten, the more that that. Right. Like, right. Story, oh, like, trust means me, to as, as a kid, it, it, and, and it means so much to my dad. He watches it all the time. It's just one of those things that. I'm going to be that guy too, probably. And my kid's going to look at me like I got two heads, black and white, because that's the only way to go. You know, I, I guess if they do, so, if they do ramp up a new one, it's going to be totally different. And, uh, well, and that's the thing, like, too, it's, it's definitely something that I've done. You know, eight o'clock, NBC shows it. You know, so we always, I always try to make a point to watch it, like when I'm finishing up my wrapping or I'm just relaxing by my fake fire or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's just, it's a nice way to wind down Christmas Eve. Um, but then, and then my, my last kind of honorable mention, which, you know, I could, I could have done a top 10 very easily is the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, I still think that's a really, really funny movie into a point where that, that telling of Santa is really good. And the sequels, not so much. I do like the second one. The third one can go bye-bye, but the second one is cute where it's him trying to fall in love 
and it's just it's just funny. Like I always think Tim, I think Tim Allen's a pretty funny guy. So you know, you know, it, it's just it's just interesting. So. Not definitely a good pick. I definitely looked at that for a second, but I didn't get into Santa Claus until a l- much later, maybe only a few years ago when I start saw it on a streaming network. When it actually did come out, I never saw it. I don't know for whatever reason. I guess it, it was in a mid '90s movie where I was kind of in my teenage yeah. years, where I'm like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't want to go waste my Kids time. Christmas movie. I'm all set. Yeah, yeah. In the theater, I'm not going to see it. And then once it finally came on TV, and then they're kind of spoon feeding it's it funny, through man. Netflix. Like, oh, it's it's I it's always, actually very good. I have to watch I it laugh. now every year. It's definitely on on the, on the watch list. The, the, the one scene in that movie I laugh all the time is like, what'd you do on Christmas Eve? He's like, we ate a bowl of sugar. <laughs> like, and talked about like played with my shotguns. Like I die laughing every time is just the way he pre- like delivers those lines. And I'm like, that's, that's fantastic. Like yeah. had a bowl of sugar. Like, you know, what do you think he's like, what do you think we did? We read a, we read a book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, let me get this straight. I went through my five. You went through your five. I'm looking at these lists and I want to make sure I didn't write anything down wrong. So you're telling me a Christmas story did not make the list. I hate list. The, I, oh, high five. Me? I literally was hoping for some contentious banter no. about that. I hate it. It's the, it's the, why does, well, here's why the thing. Does, why the is it always on? I hate it. And the reason I hate it is, is, is the, um, um, my dad, as we're recording, my dad's like, what's Harrison's Christmas list? Um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Pete, you ch- check the last episode. I remember hearing James say that he sent it to you in great, yeah, in I know. great detail. Yeah. You, is the list you sent still open? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, this is, this is real time, uh, podcast. Exactly. Here, yeah. hundred uh, percent live. Um, no, for me, and, and I think what it was is I remember like, wa- like I would watch, the Christmas story once like on, on Christmas day, but mm-hmm. the 24 hours of it, it's kind of overboard. And it's like, now it's you literally for like Christmas. Now it's like three movies. It's elf that they shove down your throat. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas story. They shove down your throat and national Lampoon's Christmas vacation is starting to be like that a little bit more. It's just the merchandising, the merchandising. That's all it is, is merchandising. Um, and I think that's what kind of puts me over the, the, the edge on some Christmas movies is just the over commercialization of your movie. What makes a good Christmas movie is it's only good during Christmas. Yeah. And you want to watch it around Christmas. I don't need to see a Christmas story stuff on the shelves in July or in October. Right. Like that is stuff for me. Like, you know, I'm all set. And also like how many times can you watch that movie on repeat? And I think that's what it did. It was just like TNT and TBS were doing it for yeah. a while. 24. I don't need to see the movie 12 times. No one wants to see the movie 12 times. Dude, I, I can still go back to when I was a kid and I first watched it. I think it was, you know, and it was funny. I laughed the first time. I, and then it was like, and, and, and the, the, the jokes don't hold up. That's the thing. Like I joke around about the Santa Claus. That one line makes me laugh. And national lampoons make me laugh. I, the same jokes that made me laugh 10 years ago aren't funny anymore and i haven't found any new jokes to replace those well the unfortunate thing i think with uh, christmas story is that it's such a dark to me very dark comedy type christmas movie like i felt as i got older more depressed about the bullying uh the reaction to that bullying with the kid punching him and just 
wailing his nose, making him cry. There was something about that. The kid who gets his tongue stuck to the pole. Again, some of these might be funny scenes, but it takes it. It takes it past funny to now I feel bad. Like it, it, there is a darkness of that comedy where that kid's tongue and they were all laughing at him. I couldn't imagine at the time, I guess I was just like, this is, this is sick and sad. And just that family dynamic, the dad with the lamp. I know it's again, kind of funny, but it's sad. Uh, <laughs> in, in reality, the moment when he swears and you can go, Oh yeah, I remember that. And a soap in the mouth. Then it like re- goes to a dark place because you're getting punished. The kid being, acting like a pig just to eat. Uh, there's so many layers to this that it just, it, to me, it's just like, this is, this movie doesn't hold up and it might be a cult classic and that's totally fine. And to see it once is totally fine, but to make it what it is, it ain't it. That ain't the movie. And I don't know why it's like, it's aging horribly in this world today that I'm like, kids in that movie are, if you watch it from 30,000 feet, sad it's a sad movie it's very sad there's nothing about that movie that makes me (laughs) cheerful of where i want christmas to take me and that's where a bunch of these movies kind of take me (laughs) so oh 100 and i'm also in the same boat as like nightmare before christmas is not a christmas movie it's just great tim burton there's there's that's a movie to me it's it 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 has an element of that but you got to look at the claymation the stop action all that cool stuff i mean you got to look back and fathom wow what an artistic thing was happening in front of my eyes and that's about it you know but as to this is not a theme that i want to have around christmas time necessarily halloween yep. probably makes more sense just it's a great november movie how's that like right sandwich in the middle watch it and be like all right you know halloween's over and they're getting ready for christmas and that you know uh and we'll, we'll get into it in the specials i'm sure but uh you know, Grinch has made longer movies. I think we talked about that in our last podcast. How, uh, no, the 30 minute is perfect. The book is perfect uh, to extend it to two hours with Jim Carrey. Uh, other than Jim Carrey's excellence, it's just, you know, I don't need that kind of movie. I don't need that long of a Grinch movie just to kind of layer in the uh, other pieces of those characters. But, uh, all right, where, where do we, where do we not start? Where do you want to open up some debate or, or just talk, talk through some, some picks here? I mean, obviously, we got Die Hard, so I, let's just let's just glare that one right in the face. You, you call it a hundred percent Christmas movie. Uh, I call it uh, a, a movie that happens around Christmas that is all action filled. Uh, so it's wait, what's the other movie? So Trading Places would be considered a Christmas movie too. Uh, you're, you turn your mic on. Yeah, no, uh, it's happened on Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas movie. The, the the writer came out and said it was always set it around Christmas. Like, you know, and you can say the same thing about any Shane Black movie, too. All those are Christmas movies because it happens around Christmas. Love Actually is not a Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas. So you got to take your same logic that you're giving to Die Hard and put it to your, your so on your list as well. Yeah, but so, there's Christmas. There, so there's a, a singer of singing a Christmas song and it has a Christmas album. Yep. You have all these characters centered around Christmas gift giving. Uh, you have all I want is you at the end, the cherry on the top, the most pivotal Christmas song probably in the last 30 years. Uh, uh, so tell me what happens in Die Hard that tops any of what I just said. 
Nakatomi Christmas party, baby. Right then and there. There's a Christmas okay, party. There's tons of Christmas parties in. It Do- doesn't in, matter. In, in, it, you, you just said there was a Christmas singer. It doesn't matter. Ho, ho, ho on the. Ho, ho, ho. I have a gun has it on there. It has a guy dressed up as Santa going down on a girl in a conference room. The Christmas <laughs> Isn't party there cocaine itself. all spread around too? Yep, it? that's okay. two. You also have the Rolex that I was given as a Christmas present as well. There is the 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 gift at the opening, the big bear, which is a gift to his daughter for Christmas morning. Um, you have the playing of a Christmas song and the last credits as they're driving away in the limo as it's Christmas morning. Um, so right then and there. Check, 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 like. And then you just throw in 98 percent action. There you go. Man, so 2% like, Christmas. Iron Man three to Iron Iron Man three happened at Christmas. Yeah, but like, that's not on that any was of a Christmas lists. movie. No, that's not on anybody's list. That is a any Marvel... any Shane Black movie. Shane Black movies all happen around Christmas. So <laughs> pick picking nits here. I I'm, it sounds like I'm not picking nits. That's a, the, the director and the writer said they, they, it is a Christmas movie. All right, so compare Die Hard to Arthur. Oh, it's two separate, two different things. One's a kid movie, one's an adult movie. Like that's right in there. All right, a Christmas, a, a, a Christmas Carol in Die Hard. Like what? So what? What? What theme was recognized in Die Hard as being? He's gonna do anything for his family, for his wife. He would do anything. Yeah. Okay. He, so he's divorced. Yeah, exactly. He's she's moving on. She right. He's divorced. She invited him out to California. Invited me out to the coast. Have a good time to work out their differences <laughs> for Christmas, so he could spend Christmas with his children because they just moved out there that year to try to to repair his relationship. You know that was the the, the premise. That was the the catalyst. So for what him happened going to John McClane? All right. So it's the next day. That's all done. What happens the next day? The the font. Um. <laughs> On Christmas Day, yeah. Well, the, if you if if you watch Die Harder, the, the, the sequel, um, they reconciled their differences, and he was in Los Angeles as a cop. And then what was it? Aven- he was, vengeance was three when he goes back to New York. Yeah, and at that time they're divorced yeah. again. <laughs> okay. That doesn't happen. That happened in the summer. Like, come on. Even <laughs> Die Harder happened around Christmas because he was flying. He was flying home for Christmas, and he got stuck in Dallas. All right, so here, here, here's for all your listeners out here. You know, now you can judge what is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I say no, absolutely. Die not. Hard is a Christmas movie. It, 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 no, it, it's a it's, movie that happens not, around it, Christmas. Does not mean it's a Christmas it's movie. Not, <laughs> well, you can say the same thing with Love Actually. Love Actually. No, is I just not a gave Christmas you movie. all ta- tons of music and all the themes around it is Christmas. There's no. You, you're talking about Santa at a Christmas party. You have Christmas party as your theme, but it's all action and 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 what are they trying to do? Like it has. No, no, you're not. Not happening, and I and I know the listeners will come forth and, t- and tell you the same thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> not happening. All right, what's next? Home Alone versus Home Alone Two. You want to go? You want to go? Yeah, please explain to me Home Alone Two. All right, so Home Alone Two. Home Alone Two is just a rehash of Home Alone One. Yeah, but it's 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 the. All right, so it's still Christmas. He kills Christmas. more. He kills more of the sticky bandits than he does in the first one. 
No, it's still Chris Columbus, right? It's still uh, Joe Pesci. The biggest thing, and you, you talked about this at the top uh, at the top end of the show about the marketability. The Talk Boy was one of those okay. gifts. Was pivotal to that movie and to my life at ten years old. I needed that Talk Boy. I wanted that Talk Boy. That thing made Christmas for me. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. There was no marketing in the first one in that manner. So, to me, it was all centered around the toy. They're in New York City at 10 years old. And the action of getting uh, the sticky bandits, or in the, in the second one, uh, around the house and the what what he did to those, you know, the, the dungeon or the, the house of horrors that he created for those guys took it to another level. I mean, this is the first time where I'm sitting there like, oh, number two was, was pretty damn good. One had a lot of great elements of mother and son it was wholesome it was it was a very good movie and then two took it to another level and it was in new york city rather than in the house all day long new york city totally different elements hotels uh driving a limousines fao schwartz uh the what else he got I mean, you had the Pigeon Lady, which was just like the old man Marley, which is just an element that they have was to just throw in there. For, it was it... just to throw in some kind of thing. But, you know, it, it, it to me, I'm not knocking the first one. I just thought the second one to me was definitely I'd much rather I, I always leaned to two ahead of one just because maybe I was a little bit older. And, you know, Macaulay Culkin and I are the same age. So to me at the time, I was like, this is this is fucking amazing. I wish I was in New York by myself. I wouldn't survive like he did in a movie like that. But uh, one can dream. And uh, I don't know. I love New York City. So it's it, it just it, another nostalgic thing. And, and then, hey, you got the Don before he was the president in the hotel of the. Uh, what is that? I don't know. I, I don't know if current. If, if that's a good current positive for a movie, <laughs> I think it's hysterical. It's funnier now than it than it ever was. Then, then when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, who's that?" And you know, someone might my parents probably. Oh, that's Donald Trump. I was like, "Who who who's that?" So that's 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 back on 1992, <laughs> and then you fast forward 28 years later. Uh, oh my God, that guy that was in Home Alone too is now our president. <laughs> like it's uh, an unfortunate events for for. Uh, for that but uh i don't know i just i just that that's kind of my case and you know and also the the whole choir scene uh when they get to you know with the pigeon lady when they get to that uh the theater at the top uh, you know there's there were so many different elements of the, like of central park i don't know maybe i'm just a sucker for new york city especially around the holidays with uh the tree and and just fao schwartz i've been to all these places done all those things all the time so it was just a little nostalgic for me and to be alone on on on, on around christmas at 10 years old it's like a kid in a candy store i guess if you have if you have enough money i, I don't know how he had all <laughs> he had a credit card right and then he just that's what he used as much as he could and then you got Basically. the great you got the great uh you know tim curry in there so, you know, it's just start another star-studded cast just like the first one. Now, if you would have lost any of those elements of the first one, yeah, this this wouldn't have held any water, but it was all the same elements, you know. John Hughes, it was Hughes, all it, it was Columbus. all the it was all the 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 callbacks and that that all that movie was callbacks. Um I I look at it as 
you know, you, 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 at the end of the first one, you see this Kevin McAllister come to realization about his family and about it has to be better and this great overarching message, you know, all this stuff. And then you get the part of the second one, like nothing changed. Like it was like a hard reboot being like, I wish I, you know, that whole plot was the same. You just, you know, you put New York City with, instead of the house. And I think the realization he comes to at the end of the first one and the conversation he has with the neighbor is a lot better and a lot more of an emotional point than you have in the second, anytime in the second one. Because, you know, I feel that, you know, initially him being alone in the first one and coming to the realization that he wants his family, he loves his family, he misses his family is stronger than, oh, I'm just lost in New York. Like, I just feel like, you know, and then the determination to get back to where he needs to be, you know, back to, you know, his, 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 the, the Catherine O'Hare coming back and finding him and that, that whole kind of side story was much well better documented in, 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 in the conversation he had, she has with, with people trying to get on the plane you know, the, the John Candy character with her, you know, basically being like, we all want to be with our family, like, but this is what we're doing. Um, like I said, I, I think the emotional punches that John Hughes is known for were a lot more prevalent in the first one. Yeah. Um, and definitely I think more the second John one was Hughes, more. Yeah. And, and let's the second let's one take it up like, a notch. And, and, and that's, that's well, where I wanted to we'll be. Take it up a notch. It's more commercialized. It's more product placement. It's more of a Hollywood movie than this good, Christmas movie and yeah like okay like the whole like we're gonna get it make sure the money is safe for the kids in the children's hospital like that's a great like thing but that is such a side plot like MacGuffin where you have this you know that was just like we have to we have to throw in this conflict that just gets him to where he needs to be at this point at this time to get these people like I just felt like you know from the, the script minute could, one, the script was rushed. I mean, it, it was two years, you know, to get that. You know, it wasn't like it was right after the first one, so they had well, time to kind of develop but, it. But again, what they didn't really develop it. It literally was the same exact movie. The one takeaway I will always take out of Home Alone two is the scene with Daniel Stern and the faucet, because that still makes me laugh constantly is when he's like "Ah!" and it shows like this turns into a skeleton for a little while and then goes back to him like that right then and there still makes me laugh because i use it as a gif on a lot of like stuff with you (laughs) me and my friends as like a random thing so you know but like for me like tim curry is fantastic but tim curry is in fantastic everything so i don't want to take him out of way and he's a good b villain like if he was the main bad guy and the sticky bandits weren't in it and you did the, you know, the ha- the home alone shtick with the people from the hotel, I think that would have been a lot funnier. Interesting. Because yeah, Rob Schneider he, was there. Uh, Rob Schneider, Tim, Tim Curry. There's also a, a, a female in there. She's like Tim Curry's number two. She's a really good, you know, comic actress, you know. Even if you did it like in the hotel as they're trying to kick him out, but he's booby trapped the rooms or a couple rooms or whatever, or you find that like they were trying to, they were stealing from the rich people or all this stuff. Like they could have gone down a different path and left Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern out of it and had a new villain. And that's what you were trying to setting up is now you have like two villains. 
you have two bad guys. Mm-hmm. Who's more serious of a threat? Is it Tim Curry or is it, you know, because like you said, because because then what happens? You go to the hotel and everything's perfectly fine after they just kicked him out. Like some guy shows up. I'm Kevin McAllister's dad. Like they're not going to like, like, no, they just said the card was, you know, stolen. Like what's this about? And then it was, you know, and then you have all these toys from the toys, like FO shorts show up there and they're like, oh, it's only for this one family. Like, come on. Like, oh, that, man, that, just lay on the over overly christmas theme right at the end just, no just go away it, just pile it on jay's now, wrong now they're jay's all... wrong put in the comments jay's wrong jay is wrong <laughs> james hey, wins hey home alone 2 talk boy for everyone that was 10 years old i had a talk boy yeah i had a talk boy oh yeah how'd you get it buddy where'd you see it i'm not saying i'm not it? saying compared not home to alone. the two well, do you want to talk about Home Alone 3, 4, or 5? Like, we can no, go down those I, scary I didn't, I didn't paths. talk about those. I'm going to Home Alone 2 as perfect age, perfect time, perfect gift. End of story. Yeah, keep drinking your water. Don't choke. Where are we going next? You did. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't have any Christmas carols on there. Not a single. Uh, see, you know what? One. I I had one. I we'll get into it later on the holiday special because when I think of Christmas carols, I go to Mickey's, and that that's on my list. So we'll we'll get there okay. in the in the in the short thirty minute Christmas carol. That's how I want to see it, quick to the point. And anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later for sure. But I do love the whole Charles Dickens story. It's 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 amazing. So I I when you had it on yours with uh, Patrick Stewart. Uh, what Scrooge did it it twice. Yeah. Twice. And the Muppets Scrooge was really good in a different adaptation of it more darker, but still a very good Charles Dickens ish type, uh, Chris, uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, so for all you listeners out there, that is another great movie. Um, so we did home alone. So you're not as, not as high on elf because you kind of mentioned that, uh, you kind of, it's kind of getting spoon fed to you a little bit too much. The, the the one takeaway I will take from Elf um, was, A, Elf helped John Favreau get Iron Man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he made a blockbuster film, and he then got on the radar, which then led to Iron Man, The Avengers, and The Mandalorian. Yeah. So I will always be thankful for that. But Elf is also the most anti-Zoe Deschanel movie ever. What do you mean? So, like... It, like she's not as like the bumble like the bubbly I'm Zoe Deschanel, the quirky, bubbly character she's been portrayed in movies in the last couple of years. Sure. Like she's really like good in this movie as just like I'm just a girl. Like I'm just the love interest. With so the, I think voice. it was like Yeah, and like I said, I, and, and that's always what I felt about that too, is it's very much um it's very much uh, a really good role for her because it's not the typecasted role she's been recently. And it was Will. So. It was Will Ferrell's second movie, third ish. First because... feature. First feature starring person. Yeah. So Night of the Roxbury, which was a few years earlier, bombed. Didn't do very well. I... That movie was fantastic. Yeah, no, I was like, was fantastic. I... Well, in in the, in the, in the yeah, I liked it too. Uh, you just got to go rewatch and wh- it. And, and while they were shooting elf and editing elf old school came old out. school came out but elf was kind of ahead of it it just elf took a little bit longer to get out but yeah so once that started to just climb up the charts so you're looking at will ferrell at the beginning of his career 
movie career, so to speak. John Farbro, we just talked about. James Kahn, which is just Sonny from James Kahn. Uh, uh, what did I say? No, just James Kahn being yeah. James Kahn. Yeah, James Kahn and Bob Newhart, obviously from the the Newhart Bob Newhart show, and I mean you're going back in history there, but uh, very comedic uh, performer. Zoe Deschanel, kind of the kickstart of her career and musically uh, when she started singing. You have Peter Dinklage, and you know where he went with his career yep. uh, up and up. And then, um, uh, so you just have the star-studded cast. You have other supporting people still in it. Very good. Story was great. It's about a father and a son trying to reconnect. You have Stop Action, very similar to Rankin and Bass from the Red uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that's what John Favreau really wanted to do. And, and that was, that element never needed to be taken out. I loved that part of it. The narwhal and all that stuff. Once he was up in the, in the North Pole, it was like some of my favorite scenes. <laughs> and some of Will Ferrell's comedy gold and the way he delivered his lines and did what he had needed to do. Um father-son story the, and, it, and it brought a different element to the the christmas magic so to speak right where not different element but it's like at the time in 2003 you know obviously i'm past what i'm what i'm thinking about christmas and but this made it a little bit more understandable to me about christmas magic and just the love and this you know having that all that great belief creates the christmas spirit and that was the element there that i was like oh that yeah that's nice and it always kept that christmas spirit and i and that's why i always love this time and and that's the element i always want to pass to my children to be like yeah it's the christmas spirit it's 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 just everything kind of going around the way that the movies make you feel the, the the music and and the shows and the the red and the green and the lights the trees the presents whatever it's uh it's it's all of it wrapped up and and i think they did a pretty good job with it now, as far as it getting punched down my throat, man, I, I try to stay away from I try to stay away from all these movies and only watch them once. I try not to if it's on, like, it's not one of those I'm rewatching it three or four times. It's like, no, I'm uh, once a year. I'm good and I'll move on. So I don't think I'm over overdone it with Elf just yet. And then. Uh, Christmas Vacation, do you just want to end there? I mean, I, I, I think I think I kind of said my piece on Christmas Vacation um, with, you know, I watched it with my dad. I think it's funny. Um, it, it's definitely one of those memories that I had. I think we tried to watch it that one Christmas. I was over at your guys' house with my dad there. We tried to find it and couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, I think we ended up watching Scrooge. I think we actually ended up watching Scrooge that night. Because uh, I think it was me, you, Jackie, Emma. Uh, I think Andreas just went to bed, you know, Mar and my dad. Cause he was like, we're going to do stuff at Jackie's house. And I think it was, the fir- I think it was the first time I ever was in your house to be yeah. honest was Christmas Eve. Are you sure we didn't uh, watch it? Cause that, that has been a, a standing tradition for me, at least on Christmas Eve. I, I always pop that thing in. Are you sure? We, we well, well, like I said, I, I don't know if we, we that's what I said. I think we tried to find it, but we couldn't find it on any of the streaming services. Cause I think we had to like end up buying it on like Amazon and you didn't have a copy. Of it. And my dad has, I think I've bought in that movie for my dad 30 times. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. Yes. I remember. And you, the little, um, yeah, I remember when you got the whole box set for him. Yeah. I don't, have you seen that since? No, no, no. Um, it's probably down in the basement somewhere that no yeah. adventures. Um, but no, I mean, for me, it's very much, um, it's a funny movie. I think, you know, uh, the humor is there. It moves at a pretty good pace. It's Chevy Chase. It's National Lampoon's. Um, you know, I, I the 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 last 
you know, 45 minutes of that movie is fantastic, you know, with the turkey and the dog and the squirrel and, you know, him losing his mind over the Jelly of the Month Club. And, you know, it's the kid yeah. that nah, keeps it, on it, giving, though. And just you could quote so many lines from yes. it. But again, it goes back to that movie's now starting to come out with like the pants and the mugs and the glasses and the, you know, insert random merchandising here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is it a funny movie? Yes. But is is it one of those movies where you can merchandise the hell out of it? I never thought you could merchandise the hell out of any National Lampoon's movies. No. Like, Well, that's a part of like the National Lampoon's very good you know, production of comedy. Uh, so, so I, I love that they just threw a Christmas movie in there. Now that's the movie that's going to hold up for time time, you know, and that's, that's part of what a lot of these movies are all about is how they're going to stand up to time. You know, the test of time, I think with your opinion right here is that, uh, you know, movies that don't, uh, you know, stand up to time love actually, just cause it's an older movie that is kind of like, you can now date it. It's more dateable. Where Elf isn't dateable, right? So to speak, uh, Home Alone, it's kind of you know dateable. You know, like you can. There's no cell phone. Oh yeah, it's not, it, no, it's 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 yeah, it's dated. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Obviously, just this story isn't dateable, but the movie is because it's from 1946. And Christmas Vacation. At the same time, it's like yeah, there's no cell phone. There's none of that technology. It, it's literally just in a box watching the movie. Yeah, and everything else that's happening around in the world isn't happening on that, t- on that movie screen. And that's what I like about a lot of those Christmas movies. So let's, let's jump to the next top five. We're going Christmas music. So James, I went first last time. Why don't you uh, shout out your list now and we'll go from there. So are we doing artists or songs? Like I, that was the one that we never clarified on. Are we doing like Do you- albums, artists, songs. Uh, so I went with, and you know a little bit of both i went with more original titles i didn't go with the traditional st- type stuff okay uh so i just went with the with the songs i just like the most uh just what i like to hear so yeah i think a lot of it's artist driven um in my opinion and and the song okay. having a lot of guts to it i'm not singing jingle bells by in sync in 1999 like no nah, if you want to get that specific go for it but uh I tried okay. to I tried All to right. just go a different way with more original music by a person and it crushed. You know, that's kinda that's kinda where I went. Okay. I have so one I have, me, my right number it. one song though is a, a staple. So uh, you know, I'll I'll leave it there. But go ahead. So for me, um my uh, mine comes down to a lot of Trans Siberian Orchestra. Um for them it's the album Christmas Eve and Other Stories is a staple in which I put on black Friday and I listened to the album in its entirety. Um, that's something that actually, when I worked at the Apple store 11 years ago in Holyoke, me and my buddy Eric at the time it was black Friday and we were trying to get like pumped up and he's like, let's, you know, we should put some TSO on, on like all the old, like iPhone compatible, like speakers. And we would just play, you know, trans Siberian orchestra, which was just awesome. Um, and that always became like a staple when you work on a black Friday and all that stuff. Um, for me, and then it kind of goes to, um, you know, mine's a lot of traditional stuff. I'm not a fan of the new Christmas music. I'm just, I'm just not, I mean, I'm very much Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, those, those 
tell those versions of songs um very much resonate with me the most and it kind of gives me those christmas memories um you know for me it'd be you know that number one is definitely trans siberian that just that whole album to a point where i remember i did a i did a research paper in college on the old oh, city nice. bar off that album and like it's an eight minute song and it's a really good song um and then for me i go um uh care of the bells Anybody who does Care of the Bells is really good. Mm-hmm. I like some of the interpretations of it. Oh, 100%. Especially like, you know, when you, yeah, when you get the full choir. I don't even have to, you just have to say the title. And I'm like, yeah, I know it. Yep, Maybe. it's in your head. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Bing Crosby's uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is awesome. Man, yeah, you're going vintage. Great. No, um, hey, man, have, have, have at it. Um, You know, uh, you know, Holly Jolly Christmas is a really good one as well. Um, I will take one from my wife, Jen. Uh, she, this is her favorite song and it is actually a really, really good version of the song. Um, bare naked ladies, uh, God rest you merry gentlemen, right? Yeah, that's it. Oh. Um, that is, that is a really good cover. And that was a joke on her first year dating. She's like, I want you to guess my favorite Christmas song. Ooh. And I was like, I couldn't guess it. And she goes, it's this version. And I think we heard it. I think we heard it Christmas Day. She played it for me finally, or it was on the radio. She's like, "That's it." I was like, "Oh my god!" I never would have, never would have guessed that. Um, and then for me, there is a awesome. In the last two for me, it is a Michael Bublé. I'm gonna bring it up because uh, off their Christmas album of it's um, uh, "Cold December Night" is one of them. Original, really, really is that, good. Is that re- original? Yep, it's original. Great. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one is from Harry Connick Jr. Okay. And again, this is from. Um, I grew up in my house. It is. Uh, it must have been old Santa Claus. Um, it's a really cool, like big band thing. Uh, there's a lot of like fun, you know story it's a good story but it's a it's a song that we used to listen to opening christmas presents in at my mom's house that oh, was nice. always this album we listened to um so yeah so those are mine um you know for me i, I i'm a big stickler on holiday music i don't listen to it until mm-hmm. the day after christmas the day after thanksgiving sure yeah uh, and, good, and i'll listen to it. it a little bit past christmas too because people don't get what the 12 days of Christmas are. And I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, Christmas goes past Christmas. Like the 12 days of Christmas is not 12 days up to Christmas. It's the 12 days after Christmas is the 12 days of Christmas. Um, and my birthday is day nine. Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, so th- that's mine. Like I said, you know, I, I'm a fan of a lot of the, the older stuff, not so much of the new stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of the new stuff. It's just, it's the same things. Um, but I did want to mention the saddest Christmas song in the history of Christmas is what is it called, babe? Not paying attention to me. The um <laughs> the Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes? Is like yeah, it's like the most depressing it's the kid's buying shoes for his mom oh, wow. because she's dying. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, you know, I want to buy these shoes for my mom so she can dance with Jesus tonight. It is like the most depressing Gosh. Christmas song. I've ever heard, and it's a, it's an adorable song, but it's like, oh, it's just like stab, like stab in, like in the heart, like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> well, 
obviously great list a lot of great artists you have in there uh you said bing crosby um buble i I did like his album a hell of a lot but uh obviously if you're uh for for all the listeners who are out there who actually know who who i am which is probably a lot of you or half of you at least um i'm a the majority of you yeah i'm a very big pop guy uh i love to dance so obviously all of my music is literally from 80s 90s and 2000s so i didn't use and uh, and it's all original because i love the original songs because all those ones that you mentioned were all original at one time uh and then just have been kind of dubbed over a hundred times over so to me they still are amazing songs well written and well performed and uh just very good go-tos so i don't argue with any of your picks and i think the transbarian orchestra is something that is uh uh I don't know enough of, but every time they come on, they do crush, and I do enjoy their. Oh, music. it's rocking! I mean, like I said, oh if yeah, you it's want very an good. Awesome Christmas concert! Yeah, when whenever we can go see concerts, go again. go to it, right? So, so, so that was the thing in, in Trans Siberian Orchestra, and uh, you know, in, in 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 again, I apologize for going way over my allotted time on these po- these choices, but uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra, I went. Back in 07, 08, I think I went. I saw in Providence, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Oh, nice. I had an opportunity to go see the Patriots play the Texans, then go to TSO that night. Uh, yeah, my mom wouldn't give me the tickets, and I was pissed. <laughs> um, but we went to TSO regardless. So, like, that show is just a rock show. There's lasers. There's special effects. Do, 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 there's do, 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 do. When they do that song, that's, that's the, the one but, but version like, I always remember. It's like, yeah. And so like, and, and so like the first half of the show is like the story, the Christmas Eve and other stories is a full story. It's a story arc. Mm-hmm. And like all the songs like build the story. So like, there's a song, the album called first snow. And when they play that song, there's a narrator who's telling the story while the songs are playing or before the song plays. And it was like, it begins to snow and he snaps and they shoot fake snow over the crowd. And so while they're doing this, um, and like I said, they tell the story during this. And then the second half of the show is like our greatest hits. And they just play other stuff off their other Christmas albums that you've heard off stuff. That's not on their Christmas album. You know, it's just a rocking concert. Yeah. And and there's like, oh, yeah. And there's like, I'm telling you, if you, and it's one of those things that I want to go back. I would love to see them again. But the problem is they're saying they're not doing a Christmas Eve and other stories. They're not doing that show anymore. I love that show. So I've been kind of hesitant to seeing them. Also, it's either they're they're in the Northeast, either either the day after Thanksgiving or like the day before Christmas. Like it's just whatever their tour schedule is. It just, it does something. It's always right around. Perfect. But yeah, no, if you got a chance, go see them. It's, it's worth the 30 or 40 bucks a ticket. Yeah. On the list. Cause I've already done the whole, uh, nutcracker, um, God, what, what are the, down in New York city, the dancers, how do I not know this? Oh, the rock, the, the, the rockets. I did the whole Christmas. Well, funny. Rockets. So Jen's father used to work at Radio City Music Hall, and Jen used to know the Rockettes. Oh, yeah. She mentioned that in your uh, old pod, I think, back oh, yeah. in when we were talking about movies and what her affinity to those types of productions and entertainment because of her father, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I've never seen it. I've never seen the spectacular. I've All right, never... fine. So I'll recommend that. You go see that, and I'll go see... 
We'll just do a big family trip down to New York City and just do oh. see that one with the 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 afternoon show and the morning the evening show. There you go. Done. 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 There we That's go. Tell Jackie book it. Next put it on the calendar. When when COVID ends, finally ends, I guess. <laughs> next next December. Let's yeah. go. Put it yeah. on the calendar. All right. So number five, I'm gonna go different order. Uh number five is last Christmas, nineteen eighty six, wham. Uh, what I love, well, not only do I like the song, nice eighties, uh, wham, um, George Michael, great, great, great song, fun song. Uh, it's a love song, obviously, um, kind of a love song. Like he kind of gave his heart and she gave it away the next day, but, uh, it was very, very, a lot of passion behind it. But if you watch the video, go ahead and go do it. Please go to YouTube. Uh, look at last Christmas. It gives you just this great feeling of, what life is going to be like for all of us, something to look forward to when COVID is finally over, where you can get together with a bunch of friends because it would seem like the best time in the world in this video, like a lot of videos do, but it was all centered around a ski resort, probably like, I don't know, six to eight couples all having this great Christmas, decorating a tree, having snowball fights, sledding, skiing, drinking, partying, and you got George Michael, uh, you know, and his at his date from the year before is back with the I think it was the drummer or the bassist, whoever George Michael actually was seeing, uh, it was his girlfriend, which was funny because uh, <laughs> he was probably look the the video you're trying to look that he's looking at the girl, and that's what the media was trying to tell you, but he was actually probably looking at his drummer or bassist or whoever that other guy was. Uh, I, I totally forget his name. Sorry for the research on that, but uh, I thought that was kind of funny because it just so happens that the girl was dating the guy that he was actually dating in real life. So I thought that was kind of kind of a funny little play uh, there, but uh, that that the MTV people were trying to hide or whoever the video people. Also, you just probably screwed half the people when we get and listen to this. I mean, I could I could slip the song in like underneath you talking and just screw over all our listeners for Whamageddon. Wait, what? The Whamageddon. You said last Christmas is your song, so I said, you know, the you you never played Whamageddon. No, you've never played Whamageddon. No. So Whamageddon. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with it right now. Whamageddon, and ask Jackie. Maybe Jackie knows and or some of her friends. Even ask your friends. Whamageddon is a contest in which you have to go the full Christmas season without listening to Wham. And it's called Whamageddon. So it starts December 1st and it goes to midnight on Christmas Eve. And your goal is to avoid the song at all possible <laughs> without going out of your way, like not listening to the radio, whatever, um, and not get hit by it. And then you put in like, and it has to be the Wham version of the song. It can't be any covers. Covers are fine you know, remixes are fine. Any of that stuff's perfectly okay. Um, it is the song itself. And if you get hit, you, in your social media, push hashtag wham again. That's why you you randomly see it in Facebook feeds is wham again, because people just get, you know, you get hit by it. Wow. You never heard of Well, th- yeah. Man. So fuck all those people. I want to listen to this song. So I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll lose on day one. So fuck all y'all. Next song. <laughs> Cozy wow. Little Christmas by Katy Perry in 2019. So it only a year old, but man, that song crushes. I love it. Every time it comes on, me and the kids are dancing around the kitchen, and I love that it's a fun poppy. It's Katy Perry, very fun song. The video is even better with stop action uh, animation all up in it. 
all you know it's it's Katy Perry looking the way that she does which is totally okay with by me and her being Mrs. Claus with Santa Claus going on vacation together just a cozy little Christmas another love song another short little quip two and a half minutes and it's over it's perfect so uh cozy little christmas had to put it in there because it's more of a newer song every time i hear it i'm like what is this who is this and i I just want to keep can't wait for it to come back on just like last christmas from wham james no fun no fun jay (laughs) so the next one uh is i think i'm i was kind of gone going back and forth here all i want for christmas by mariah carey uh, is you it is from 1994. Uh, I remember the album cover. Um, yes, please. Um, from when I was a child, so I was 12 when that came out, and uh, I just remember the album cover. And my parents had it. That song would come on, and she she's got the pipes. She crushes that song. It's an amazing song. Obviously, it was in Love Actually. So not only is it on this list, it's definitely on my movie list for that soundtrack. Even though that movie came out way later, they still repurposed the song, and it still was awesome. So it's just a song that will always hold up. And uh, again, it's an original song. It's not one of the old, old songs that I've heard countless times over and over again. But obviously, since 1984... Some of the songs that you're, you know, talking to, you know, at least two of those songs, you probably hear every hour on the hour on some Christmas station for sure. But I, I can't get enough of it. And, and and to be honest with you, again, Jackie's one of Jackie's favorite songs. So uh, happy wife, happy life. So that's why it's on my list. And I, I don't mind hearing it. The next one is, again, from more of my movie list soundtracks, Mavis Staples Christmas Vacation. Nothing about nothing wrong with that song. The lyrics are great. Go ahead and go through it. Uh, it's the beginning theme of the movie, the cartoon happening on Christmas vacation. That song is a song that I love. It's about Christmas vacation. All the kids are home. The grandparents are coming to visit. It's just a warm, cozy feeling that I have when school's out. Everyone's home. Let's rock and roll right into Christmas. And Mavis Staples crushes that song. And she's a classic blues singer. And I think it's one of those, you know, part of the, the, if you're getting cultish, she's a cult hero as well in the music scene. Uh, and that song is awesome. And a little backstory is it was funny. Um, Jackie and I went to a concert two, three years ago, and she was like the one of the headliners. It was like a, it was like a, a, car, um, a festival of some sort. And she was there singing and I was like, gosh, how do I know that name? Like, how do I know that person? Like, that voice is so familiar. I had to, like, go back and look it up, and boom, she's the voice of Christmas Vacation. And it was, it was, it was like, that's how I know her. Like, it, it, all, it all came together that day, and it was, it, was, uh, it was great to hear. Now, my number one is, 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 is back to the, the OG, uh, but this was definitely the song that I always heard on Christmas Eve, Midnight Mass, with my family growing up forever. And as I'm even writing down this song, I had to go listen to it, had to figure out what version of it I like the best. Uh, Carols of Kings in 2017. Go ahead and YouTube it. Oh, Holy Night. It doesn't matter who sings that song. It's such a powerful theme. It's the real meaning of Christmas, what it is all about, uh, in my opinion, of the faith. A whole other story, but uh, 
it, it's just the theme of it is is transcendent. It's amazing, passionate. Uh, you know, still to this day, thirty years old. Tear comes in my eye. Uh, if anything gets me more emotional, it's this song. Something about it just hits the heart. And I sometimes, it, even right now, getting a little choked up. It's it's just one of the greatest songs that you know around Christmas. That if I don't hear it, it's got to be the you know carols carols of kings. It's got to be through a choir type atmosphere is the best, like at a church or something like that. It's just such a good, deep uh, song about what Christmas in the Christian faith is is all about. And it really nails it. So that will always be my number one if it always comes on. A lot of people redo it. A ton of big names do it now. So it's always on the radio as well. But uh, the original uh, chorus version with uh it's just amazing it just takes my breath away so that's that's my number one yeah for me christmas eve it always like goes back to you know i grew up in you know you know western mass in 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 my i my family in northern connecticut and you know east windsor south windsor area for us it was always listening we'd go to my auntie susan's for christmas eve and it always wmas would have the 24 hours of Christmas music or whatever it is, the, the third, the tw- 18 hours, what it was, when it was just constant Christmas music. But I always felt like from like six to six to midnight, or especially like when I grew up and I was out later and later and later, um, um, it was very much, um, it was very much, uh, all the, the like I said, the the fake Sinatra's, you know, th- those type of the those type of songs, and like that those I think meant more to me, and I have more of a, an attachment to those the newer songs realistically, because even now when my family can attest on our serious radio, we're we our station or my station, our station in air quotes is holiday traditions, and those are the forties, fifties, and the sixties versions of these songs. Including like Michael Jackson, Jackson Five, some of their stuff is really good. Um, so you know, you're right. It, it brings up you, you hear songs that just um, automatically give you that emotional kick. And for me, a lot of those is like I said, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And you know, and realistically too, when thinking about that song, realistically in this day, this climate is very prudent. The the, the 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 words in that song are really good because we're not seeing everybody we're not with our friends and family we're not very much as a, as a unit and it's you know if the fates desire we'll see each other again like yeah. if you know that that is very poignant to some people because you know we're not with family this year but next year we we might be and if the fates allow We'll, we'll, we will see each other again. So in, in that, in that, in that kind of came to realization. And I think that's why I popped that, that song higher on my list is when I like was driving the other day and I heard that song, I listened to the words again, that line just stuck out to me. So incredibly poignant that I was like, this very much sums up this Christmas and this song very much is a good definer for how I'm going to be with my friends. Family. You know, you have, a merry little Christmas because it is a little Christmas in the eyes of some people, but you got to have fun. You got to be merry. And like the song says, just the fates allow we'll be, we'll see each other next year. So 
Yeah, no, it, it's definitely going to be a unique Christmas for sure, you know, being that uh, we're all kind of stuck at home, kind of like very similar to Thanksgiving. A lot of Zoom calls, I'm sure, are going to happen, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, you know, hopefully everyone, uh, you know, with your own family unit, uh, you guys are, will you guys have a full house or? Uh, we'll have the boys for Christmas Eve, Christmas night, Christmas Eve in the morning, and then they'll go to their dads during the day. Then it'll just be me, Harrison, oh, and Jen you know what? So that's perfect, right? Once they you know, leave, then you just kind of everyone kind of settles down, throw on a movie, throw on some music, cook some dinner. Great, yep. great day. I think we're having a roast this year because instead of a ham, I think we're Jen, Jen, Jen's craving a roast, so we're gonna make a roast. Nice. All right, so let's but yeah, let's, no. let's finish this off here, and we don't even have to go through five of them. Let's just you know, uh, you know, we'll t- we'll talk about the holiday specials. To be honest, I only wrote down two, uh, and I'm because sh- I'm sure you're going to cover the others. But uh, some of the, my favorite holiday specials are Rudolph the Red Nose, Reindeer by Rankin and Bass, the whole stop action. I thought it was you know just an amazing stop motion, stop motion, stop motion, Not stop sorry. action, stop motion uh, animation, <laughs> and uh, the Christmas Carol Mickey's version. The short version is is the. Uh, I've been saying stop action the whole time. <laughs> now you, was, now, now hoping, you jump in. I was in. hoping you, I was <laughs> waiting for you to catch it because you said stop action, stop motion a couple times. So I was oh. waiting for you to, the, 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 the hamster to complete a rotation. So it's all one thing to me. <laughs> and then obviously, uh, you know, the Grinch gets thrown in there too, just because it's, it, you know, the original, I, you mentioned it, I think in an earlier pod. So, the, the so do version. you know, do you know the real story? The, the, the Grinch is actually based on a story from Springfield. You mentioned that in the last pod. No, I don't know the real story behind that, but, uh, so go ahead. If you don't, if you pe- I'll educate. So if you don't know Springfield, Massachusetts, um, no, no, no big deal. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Dr. Seuss grew up in Springfield. He grew up in Mul- Mul- Mulberry street. That is a real street in Massachusetts in Springfield. Um, so you have, and you can attest, you've driven through Springfield. You have the South end of Springfield. Then you have this big hill, mm-hmm. Maple street hill. You have to go up to, and on the top of Maple street hill are a lot of the, you know, back in the 40, 30s, the early 1900s is where a lot of the factory owners and the, all and the business owners lived was on top of this hill or this mountain. Yeah. And they would own the businesses in the south end of Springfield where you had the, you know, the immigrants working there, the low, low, poor, middle, low, poor class working. And they try to take Christmas away from them by making them work on Christmas. And that is where the, the story is, is you have these owners, these Grinches who live on Maple Street Hill overlooking the south, south, south end of uh, Springfield. In trying to take Christmas away from their workers, so mm. that is that is the history of that book. It was actually something that happened, or was a practice in the in Springfield, Massachusetts, for a while. Wow, hang hanging on the old Western Mass cool shit that happens in Springfield, or happened in Springfield. Random, random, random shit. That's all it is. Yeah, for all, and I for didn't all know that was the case because we got listeners out in Utah, California. Tell your brother to get his ass back out here so I can, I'm, you know, and, and do like once this all crap ends, we'll do a proper like spooky in a graveyard or like a haunted house or whatever. And he, we can retry that thing. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of cool stuff about that. And, 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 and a lot of stuff you learn about Dr. Seuss and where his stuff comes from is from Springfield, nice. which is really cool. So. 
but yeah, that, that that's a little bit of um, back background on the book. You know, is it is it accurate or true? Who the hell knows? But all I know that is sounds about right. I'll I'll yeah. run with it. All right, so I named three. Yeah, no. What what do you got? Any any other holiday specials you want to throw in there? I mean, it, it, it's you have you have you have the peanuts. Yes, you know Snoopy. Um, I think that is very much a, a quintessential one in our house. Um, Talk about one of the saddest you know, Christmas songs of all time. Those kids make me wanna, yeah make me want to cry. But but also a classic Christmas album. Yep. Like that's you, um, you know Rudolph, of course. But man, can we talk about the Christmas, the Star Wars Holiday Spectacular? Did you see it? I didn't see the Lego one. I'm talking about the original one. No, I I don't know. Oh my god, do yourself a favor. It's it is the most cringe worthy. <laughs> so you're ep- making like, me watch something that's horrible. Well, also in random, it is in in light of this past ep- the weekend's episode of Mandalorian, it is the first appearance of Boba Fett. Huh. Hmm. Was in the holiday special from the 1970s. So, do yourself a favor and like it's one of those things where like the the where, one where can I Carrie find Fisher it? sings in it. Where can I find it? Just Google. Okay. All Spring right. Star Wars. It's on. It's on. I think it's on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Cool. But it's like. Chewie has to get home to his planet for life day and like Mark Hamill's in it. Carrie Fisher's in it. Oh, wow. B. Arthur's in it. Oh, wow. Harrison Ford's in it. Darth Vader's in it. It's, it is the just going marketing of, talk, talk about trying to scrape the barrel. It there. aired once and it was so bad. People have been just like, we don't talk about it other than you're trying to make fun of it. So yeah, we're, but no, we're, we're I nearing mean, the hour and 15 minute mark. So <laughs> for all you listeners that are still here thank you very much sorry sorry james no don't worry about it i'm fine no no whatever <laughs> i'm not about to end you were about to say something oh no i mean for me i then i always go back to the christmas episodes of like sitcoms simpsons okay. uh bob's burgers futurama uh the futurama xmas episodes are one of the best because I love Futurama. I think it's one of the more underrated shows out there um, because like Christmas is the whole plot of Christmas in the year 3000 is the toy companies made a robot Santa. So they're, you know, a robot Santa to help deliver gifts. Yeah. And they made him his, his good, bad circuitry. So, so black and white that everybody's bad. So like <laughs> Christmas Eve is like people like lock their chimneys and like, cause he comes and like terrorizes people. Oh, so geez. it's a cool, like flip on it. And it's voiced by Jeff Goldblum or John oh. Goodman. Sorry. Oh, I was about to say sorry, John Goodman. Well, either, so it's either really, way, really good. And, and, the, and they do a couple of them too. And so like you have, you know, the robot Santa Claus, you have the Kwanzaa, uh, the Kwanzaa zombie, <laughs> no, the, the, the Kwanzaa bot and the Hanukkah zombie oh, are the geez. other three, the other two holiday, like mascots in Futurama. Kwanzabot in the Hanukkah zombie. So it's funny. It's good. It's lighthearted. So I, I, I always do recommend um, more of the show, recommend the, like those the, the show specials for. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and the great thing now with all these streaming services, um, you literally can just they have like a collection of that. Like Disney Plus yeah. is really good at putting all their Christmas movies in one section. Yep. So but I'm with you, too. Like, I think we watch. uh uh, Once Upon a Christmas, the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah. Um. So. But. Yeah. The, the unfortunate thing is, where are we? December 9th. I think I, we mowed through all that already with the kids since since uh 
the end, you know, around Thanksgiving until now. So, uh, I've done good. We've spaced it out. We watched like the Minions holiday special the other day. Oh yeah, the one that was on um, uh, ABC or something like that. NBC, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's just one of those things where you know. Um, but I, I, for some stuff, I don't mind rewatching twice if the kids want to watch it, and then let's something they want to do, then we'll watch another episode of it. Like it doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings. Like they're all good. They're they're classics. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, Jen made fun of me. I'm not a huge fan of Frosty the Snowman. Um, I'm just, I, it's, I never has been like, I never liked that really version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Rankin Bass, like the year without Santa Claus with heat miser and cold miser. Come on. Yeah. Like they, th- that whole, like the songs in that one are fantastic, you know? So, you know, I, I mean, in, in the day and age of streaming, I think I I've tried to do a little bit more finding stuff. That's a little more off the beaten path that are more original and stuff like that. And I think that's why, you know, you watch some of the sitcom ones now, like going back and you're just like, okay, wow. But you also can't forget South Park Christmas episodes. Mr. Hanky. What HBO max has all those right now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't have hey, HBO have any, max. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're an AT&T provider, if you have AT&T as your provider, you get HBO max for free. Hmm. Not anymore. We we left them and went to uh, I think it's Xfinity Mobile is our provider. Ooh, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. You know what they're doing in Longmeadow? They're actually putting a cell tower in Longmeadow. Did you hear about that? Oh my god! And the, and, and the town didn't burn. It hasn't burned it down in you know effigy. No, I guess it's going to be like super like nice and sleek and well, it, it'd be good because there's no cell reception at my dad's house. No, you be at my house like you're half in, half out. <laughs> like all my friends who call are just like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's my, it's my town." We so we with that, with what? So with that, do you know what's a great holiday gift? Well, what is the gift? I'll quote: "What's the what is the best gift that it gives the give that keeps on giving the whole year round?" <laughs> What is it? Uh, the Jelly of the Month Club. Ooh, close. What else do you think could be equally as good? A subscription to Deadly Grounds Coffee. That is well, not a subscription, but Deadly Grounds Coffee. <laughs> they, they should have one. Hey, let let let's get out they there should. and talk to those owners and be like, you know what? You should just do what a lot of people do now is all subscription based, where you just get coffee delivered every thirty days. Uh, and let's, oh, let's, every 30 days, oh, let's, yeah, let's call it a wrap, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you buy that gift and talk about a gift that keeps on giving, uh, in the, in, in the theme of, uh, our Christmas show and Christmas vacation. Um, that would be great. So deadly grounds coffee. Uh, is that the answer? Deadly grounds coffee, a hundred percent. So with that in mind, you know, keep in mind that it is the holidays and even zombies need a gift this, this holiday season. Um, nothing speaks better than waking up Christmas morning, putting on a pot of deadly grounds coffee while your monsters rip open all the gifts that you purchased and spent countless hours wrapping yeah. because with that, you can get famous and especially for this holiday season definitely get the roasted x-men cinnamon roast what for that wonderful christmas morning from deadly grounds coffee and again always like saying orders over 50 dollars or more um are um are free shipping and i will hopefully get a confirmation from them when they're 
by Christmas deadline is so we can keep all our listeners informed. So if they want to get something there also, they have, uh, they've announced a butch Patrick from the Munsters, uh, Dragonlet, dark roast, and it's a limited supply only. Also the bags come signed by butch Patrick himself. There we go. There you go. Something to put on your shelf. Hey, I know we talked about it in the beginning of the show, but I want to plug it again. We have a show, live show, December 13th at 9 p.m. for all you listeners. I know we didn't talk about any sports today. It was a holiday special for everyone on this thirsty Thursday, so get it get it while you can. But, again, get it on your calendar. We're going to send some uh, threads out. If you don't follow our page, go ahead and get on there and like it. Uh, James, what's the Facebook page for everyone to go view us? Just go in a little search bar and type "It's Go Time with Jane James." Perfect, please. And there you- will be, uh, and there will be. Uh, I'm going to put a, a schedule, couple scheduled posts out there um, for it. But you know what? If you're listening to this post, tune in on Sunday nine o'clock because hopefully you're getting notified of these posts via our Facebook page. Um, and you know, like Jay says, it's 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 an awesome show. You have your Steelers fan. Yeah, <laughs> Cody coming on. Yeah, I don't we have, have to talk Patrick about that from with him. He's, he's he, 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 not that he gets enough. They're still uh, still a good team. Just they're they're they lost to a team with no name. They right. lost to a team a with joke. no name. They were the most flawed eleven and zero that I've ever I've ever seen. So it's like, come on, like don't but don't put them on the edge. We can make fun of Cody. We can make fun of Cody this weekend but check it out patrick also from uh the loudest sports show ever is going to be on as well um what are we talking about what is the slate of questions and stuff we'll be discussing in the show well we we i did derived a list we got rookie of the year mvp eastern conference final western conference final the teams that we think that we're going to make it you got the champs uh at the end of the season and also a team to watch out for or just someone that's probably on the radar doesn't have to be a total sleeper or a dark horse if that's the way that we want to go but it's just one of those teams that hey let's keep an eye on them you don't know you know like maybe the suns i don't know that could be a topic so or a team that could just totally flame out and crash with high expectations. The Brooklyn Nets. So there's a lot of teams that we can throw into that mix. Cough, 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 <laughs> cough, cough. So uh, any anywho, we'll, we'll we'll end the show here again. Get get on DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Go see them. Get some coffee for yourself, especially around this holiday season. Uh, great gift idea, and also gives you the fuel to get th- the fuel to get through this holiday season. So James, let's sign off here and. Call, I bid you adieu and peace out. Be safe, everybody. Wear a damn mask.